excited about this week. Uh, I think we, uh, like you said, this is when we start to really, um, you know, pick up. You know, we've been talking about it. It's on this slow kind of just new stories starting to gather some steam, some players getting signed, some new players finding homes, some other players still trying to find homes, Nick. I didn't know if you saw this, but Golden Tate, he was like, uh, put it out on Twitter. I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, I'd love to come and play for these set teams. I believe it was uh, the Tennessee Titans. Which they seem pretty set a receiver, but could could use add a guy, you know, add some depth there. Um, he said Indianapolis Colts with Arson Wentz. He, he wouldn't mind playing Interesting. there. Interesting. Yep. And then he also said the St. Louis St. Louis Rams. Ha! Ah, throwback. Throwback, right? Uh, I've been thinking about a lot of the the helmet changes and how the throwback uniforms are going to start coming back in awesome fashion. So. Of um, but the Los Angeles Rams was another team that was on there. And Nick, my question to you out of those few teams, which do you think, um, could most use Golden Tate's help to, to go get a Super Bowl? Cause it looks like he wants to play with a Super Bowl contender and add to that squad sure. in any way. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious what you would think about that. I think, uh, I think if you're ring chasing, you got to look at the Rams. I think that's a realistic uh, situation for anyone who's trying to go out there, try to get a ring this year. I think the Rams are definitely a team you would look at. I think, secondly, the team that I like for him on that list is the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think with the Colts, he could have a slightly larger role. Um, okay. But it, I do think when talking about him, we have to be honest – we don't exactly know what we're going to see out there, I feel like. True. This is a guy who's he's played a lot of football, a very yep. good player, very good veteran presence. But, you know, a guy that I just – I don't know what to expect, right? And so yeah. I think um, I think either way, either of those situations are good because you're dealing with quarterbacks who have played a lot of football um, yeah. on both of those teams. You're dealing with uh, – both of those teams have really good defenses. You're going to find yourself in some advantageous positions uh, on offense. And I think uh, overall I do think that's that's more so, yeah, the two spots. I, I like both of those pretty evenly, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think he probably – he probably helps out the Indianapolis Colts a little more for me just having a guy like Carson Wentz there. Um, who can probably use more options than he probably needs, you know, but just to make him feel comfortable back there. I think, uh, you know, going take going there could be a, a huge benefit for the Indianapolis Colts. But I think you're right where you don't really know what to expect from him. He kind of falls into like a Sammy Watkins kind of player where it's like his upside could be very great, but his, um, you know, average side is not always the best, you know? So yeah, um, it'll be I interesting agree. to see what, uh, what Golden Tape of Man, it's a, it's he's got an amazing name. I will say that. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Fan favorite. So, but, you know, if you're Golden Tate, you obviously want to go to a place where there is a good quarterback and a team that wasn't on the list, Nick, but I heard they have the sixth best quarterback in the league. You know, it was very specific that he was the sixth best quarterback in the league. Um, I just read the headline. I'm going to be honest. I didn't, um, I didn't dive too deep into this article because. It is written from our favorite people over at Fox Sports. Those and, freaking jokers. And you know what? I, I saw that Dak Prescott, that Dak Prescott, the sixth best quarterback. And I'm like, you know what? He very well, he very well could be the sixth best quarterback this year. And I'm sure there's probably some stats and statistics that, you know, show that he's going to be the sixth best. But I'm just excited to see him back out on the field, you know, really 
throwing the ball, running the ball, just back out there moving, leading uh, Big Mike's team to uh, potentially a playoff run, you know? I don't really care if he's the sixth best because, I mean, at that point, you're really splitting, you know, six to ten. There's not going to be much difference, you know, what I'm saying. Right. So that's right. that's my viewpoint on it. But, you know, what our, I take people at Fox always getting us riled up a little bit. Yes, they do. Because what I take from this headline is, so he's not in the top five. So, yeah. like, when have you ever heard a list that was top six? Never. So we already <laughs> can establish he's not in the top five. I do think it's interesting because if I'm being totally honest, do I think das Pre- Dak Prescott – actually, let me word it like this. In the NFL, I would say you could judge a quarterback on two things. Their natural ability, like their talent yeah. level, their skill set, and how much they win, right? So you have those two things. Is Dak Prescott one of the six winningest quarterbacks in the NFL? Absolutely not. Not even remotely in no. the top six. He has not proven anything of the sort, in my opinion. <laughs> Now, he has been hurt. I don't hate Dak Prescott. I'm just being realistic. So then if we look on the talent side, is Dak Prescott one of the six most talented quarterbacks in the NFL? Absolutely not. There's no way. So, in my mind... You don't think so, Nick? You don't see... Here's why. You got to think back to those hip thrusts, baby. Oh, I like... Hip thrusts. That puts him in the top six automatically. The the, the hip thrusts are uh, something I've never seen a Super Bowl winning quarterback do, so I'm just going to start with that. But I do think... Yeah, probably because they do it in closed doors, you know? But no, talent-wise, I don't. And the reason I say that is Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson... Matt Stafford, that's five right there that are already better than him, right? So he would then have to creep into the next, like, realm of people, which, for being totally honest, in fairness, we haven't seen a lot of him. We haven't seen sure. a lot of him. Yes, especially but, the last, like, year. But I think you then you've got a Russell Wilson that's obviously in there. So that's six right there that I just listed off, like, ta- pure talent-wise. That's six right there. So that makes him not in the top six. And then you have to start thinking like, okay, who's, who's sort of in that next group. And it's like, I don't know if we can say that he's better than most of the next group. If we're being totally honest, like if you start naming off some other guys and you start like, Mm. you start comparing like, yeah, but what have they done? And what has he done? Like Carson Wentz is as good of a quarterback as Dak Prescott by everything we've seen for the most part. Like, Carson Wentz was leading that team to that Super Bowl anyway before he got hurt. Like, this is this is in the same division that whole time. Like, I don't think we're really dealing with... Jerry Jones also didn't pay this man. Maybe he should have, but he didn't pay him originally, which is not the sign of a top six quarterback in the NFL. Now, he did get paid eventually, but in my mind, I don't think there's a lot that points to him being a top six quarterback in the NFL. Top ten? I am kind of with you there. Six to ten, we could start yeah, to have a toss-up. Maybe more seven to ten, because I do think if you said Russell Wilson was in that first six, you know. But I don't know, man. It's tough to me, because it's like if I'm looking at raw talent, like freaking Kyler Murray is a very talented quarterback. Like, yeah, incredibly I, I think, talented. I think, you know, I think we're a little bit on the opposite sides here, Nick. We got a little, uh, you know, classic, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith, uh, you know, uh, that other Kellerman. guy that he, that he, no, not, no, the old school, man, the old school, when it was good, you know, when it was first, oh. when you first oh, saw it, you're like, oh. Yeah, we're a little skipping Shannon yeah. right now, I get Skip that. Yeah, we're skipping for, Shannon. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, I think uh, I think uh, people forget how decent Dak Prescott is at fo- throwing the football. And I think this year he's really he's probably really coming back because I think there's a lot of people who are very much on the same page as you, where they're like, he, in terms of winning, he really hasn't done much. Got into the playoffs, nothing like that. Right. And there are guys that are more talented at the position than him. So it's like, where does he fall? And I think this year he's really probably going to have a chip on his shoulder, not from just coming back from the injury, but also being like, this is a year we got to prove. And knowing this is like a year for Big Mike and like, Big Mike, you know, yeah, he's no got doubt. that extra chip on his shoulder too. So I think Dak Prescott's going to come out. He's going to surprise a lot of football or a lot of football fans. And I think they're going to be excited to see the Cowboys, well, mainly Cowboys fans, doing good. No but doubt. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the Cowboys will be a contender. But like I said, in that division, it's a toss up who's going to be good and who knows. They yeah. could come out very lackluster. So absolutely, um, it's one of those things you kind of believe in. You don't believe it until you see it. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then and then it probably takes three or four more games to start believing, and then once you do, it all crashes down, and it's like, then all uh, of a sudden, then all of a sudden, got me. Top six, but until I see the top, wins, top six. It's like, come on, guys. It's like Fox Sports. Like, what are you doing? Like. You couldn't even be controversial enough to say he was fifth, so it'd be top five, a number that people are no- used to. <laughs> so yeah, like, yeah. What are they doing? Yeah, it, that is, it is kind of odd that it's like top six. Like, why are we having this conversation <laughs> over a, a top six quarterback in the NFL? Yes. Like, does it really matter? No. no. Like, a top six quarterback is like, I will still have a top six quarterback, you know? Yes, yes, for sure. Like, at the end of the day, I think you would be, you would be okay, like, if your team had Dak Prescott as your quarterback. It's like, there's a lot of still upside with him. Right. But it's like, okay, you do have like a year or two to prove it. Otherwise, we're going to ship you out. That's what it is. I think, uh, I, think you, I think we'll see good things from Zach. I'm, I'm very hopeful. I'm very excited for him. I'm very excited for the season. I call him like, you know, mini, uh, you know, Russell Wilson 2.0, oh, essentially. He's got a little bit of that to him, for sure. A little bit, for sure. For sure, I think. Man. But uh, you know who I'm getting really excited for? And... Uh, is the New York football Jets. Is it the Jets or did I, did I throw a curveball in there? I think I that's think some people, I think that's new. I think certain I think I'm gonna get a slaughtered by certain fan base. I think you're yeah, but see then that. but then the Jets fans might be like, we're taking it back. It's ours now. And we're gonna put it on a shirt. You know? We're gonna put it on the shirt. We'll see. We'll see if the Jets fans are, are fucking with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But uh but you know what they should be messing with? is Morgan Moses signing to a one-year deal, adding a little depth and dexterity to their offensive line. And they've been building that sucker up over the last couple of years, Nick. Yeah. No and doubt. two years ago, they they took an offensive lineman. Last year, they took an offensive lineman, uh, Mackie Bankton and Aliha Vera Tucker. Both guys are um, projected to be very good. The guy who was a rookie last year had a solid season. So bringing him back year two, just signed this guy who's a proven veteran who will come and add depth to your offensive line. And you have this rookie who you hope to develop in to be in a Pro Bowl type of offensive lineman. So I think the New York Jets, we're about to see a tip. We're about to see a tip there potentially on the offensive side of the ball. Now, I will say this. They are the New York Jets, so we do have to take that into account. Once again, this is feels like to me a little bit, uh, I will believe it when I see it, 
But these are all good signs, if you're a Jets fan, to be getting excited for your team because your offensive, um, you know, offensive side of the ball, that front line is looking solid now. No doubt. I think, uh, you know, you wonder if uh, Zach uh, Wilson will benefit, you know, from some of the stuff yeah. they probably learned with Sam Darnold. Like, oh, man, we took this kid and we didn't protect him at all. And, uh, yeah. you know, and obviously, you know, they couldn't protect him from mono either. And that's obviously part of the part of the Sam Darnold story that, you know, I think dera- uh, derailed him a little bit early on in his career, you know. And Have you ever had mono? I haven't. I haven't. Neither have I. It's, I mean, I haven't either. You know, probably the last. I've always wanted to try to get it, but, you know. Lack of never, smooching. Never occurred. I think that's what, yeah, it, what I it was. I, if we, you know, <laughs> first, first round pick, he's out there just smooching them left and right. And all of a sudden. You can track. Uh, that's where we went wrong in our lives. We we didn't become first round picks. That's you know? what it was. We would have been seeing until we decided we were first round picks, and now people are seeing us as first round picks, and it's like, whoa, that's what it is. we don't want mono anymore. We're we're professionals. We're now, good. Okay? Now. We're, we're we're learning from others' mistakes. Absolutely, and I think uh, you know. Hopefully, if you can avoid that, Zach Wilson, you know, a BYU kid. I don't know. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know how to get down over there. They, you know. I don't know if there's yeah. a ton of smooching going on on that campus, so he should be safe. Who knows? He should be. He should be. That being he said, be. we'll see. He's going to be very safe in the pocket because they have built up that offensive line, and I do think that with offensive lines, they always talk about continuity. And another story that's come out right uh, when we talk about the Steelers, right now losing yeah. some continuity that they had for years is going to hurt them. With the Jets, yeah. they now have a chance to build that because if we're being honest, the Jets are fourth place in that division, probably. For the next two years guaranteed, realistically speaking, that division is is very, very solid at the top. The Dolphins, I would say, are in the middle there, and they are not a bad team at all. And so the Jets have some time. They're going to lose a lot of football games. They're going to have plenty of time to establish that offensive line. Young guys are going to play early. They can add to that line if they want to even moving forward. Though, in fairness, I think if you're a Jets fan, this signing is probably the, the... it's probably the end of building the offensive line for the most part. I think now when they, you see them in the draft and yeah. in free agency, it's going to be putting weapons in there for, you know, the, the like, that will be the next phase, I would imagine. I would imagine that they feel yeah. good about this offensive line with this final signing, and now you'll see them start to add the weapons in the next two or three years, and yeah. then... You know, try to make a real run, but either way, a good, I agree with you. A reason for Jets fans to be to be very excited. Yeah, because I think you do see, you know, that that protection matters. It does. Yes, it does. It does. So you just have to. Uh, that's why I recommend kissing through a mask mm. because protection does matter, guys. So yes, mask up before you smooch up is what we always say. That is what um, we always say, but. But Nick, you did allude to something that I, I did want to touch on there. Yes, is that uh, the Steelers were kind of disassembling some some unit uh, some pieces that have been staples on their offensive line over the past uh, several years, and that's David DeCastro. They decided to let him go. Yes, that said, hey, sayonara. We're gonna you know clean some money off our books. We wish you the best. Thank you is probably what they said. Yeah, hopefully, I would imagine. Hopefully, they left it on good terms like that because, you know, he was an impactful part to their organization. For sure. And I saw a lot of uh, Steeler fans, or just fans in general, curious about why they would get rid of their Pro Bowl linemen. And it, I think it's potentially they saw some things in minicamp that's gotten them really excited and they felt comfortable moving on from a guy 
who is 31, a little bit older, mm-hmm. you know, and decided to maybe potentially get younger. And I did see that Trey Turner, who's still a free agent, is a possibility for them to go out and pick up mm-hmm. who I looked up. He's a couple years younger than DeCastro. So if you could swap those two guys, you know, get a little younger at the position, you know, you saw some guys develop during the mini camp. Maybe the Steelers are confident in their younger crew because it didn't make sense to get rid of a guy who's a pro bowler when you brought back Ben Roethlisberger, who's not the most mobile quarterback at his age now. Yes, and that's it's the interesting thing that I wonder how Steelers fans feel about all this because it does feel like in a division where Joey Burrow's back, they went out and got him a weapon he's used to. We're going to see what's <laughs> going on down there in Cincinnati. Yeah. You've got a you've as we've discussed on this show many times. The Browns look as good as they've ever looked in their entire history as a franchise. They are look incredible. Yes, um, they do look phenomenal. The Baltimore Ravens still have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Lamar Jackson. Are the Steelers yep. are this this is the part where I would imagine Steelers fans are not loving this because that offensive line has been such a staple and you know, you have you have a quarterback Ben Roethlisberger who is Uh, allegedly, among other things, uh, still apparently a good quarterback. I don't know. You know, (laughs) I'm not holding out hope that he is uh, still able to to even remotely be, you know, back there and, you know, feeling feeling safe behind an offensive line that's slowly being decimated every month as we've gone through the offseason. But you've got Dwayne Haskins as a backup. In fairness. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if you're looking at like, okay, we got to save some money. Like this sucks. We don't want to have to do this, but we have to save some money. Where can we maybe make it happen? I don't know. Maybe that's what they're thinking. But I do think Steelers fans are probably looking around at their division and they are not exactly pleased. Yeah. And I will say this. This I would show points to a sign that Dwayne Haskins may become the starter there sooner rather than later. Because he is a mobile quarterback or can move around the pocket more yep. better than, probably you know, Roethlisberger. Yeah, probably yeah significantly yes. better, you know. Yes. I was going to say more better, but I was like, oh, God, that sounds tacky. And if someone said yeah, that but, and I was listening to them, I would turn it off. See, but, you know what? But so, Ben Roethlisberger's probably, you know, he might be feeling a little lighter. Now he's got all that weight off his conscience after he's dealt with, you know, his uh, his afflictions. Uh, this, you know. Maybe. So maybe he's feeling you know, a little lighter, you know. His, his you know, he. Uh, I have heard he turned a few things around and, like, is not as big of a dick. So they say. So, so they say. But I don't know. I've never met the guy. So I don't know. It's just kind of the persona he puts out there. But if he's kind of gotten it turned around, then good for him, you know. But for sure. I guess time will tell. But as far as him starting, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, going to be an entire season thing. And I think, you know, if they're trying to get younger and get guys who will be there for a while, I think we're seeing a, a shift from Ben Roethlisberger yeah. to Dwayne Haskins, okay. which is – I think you should be excited about that if you're a Steelers yes, fan. absolutely. Because you have a guy who potentially just made one mistake or miscalculation in life you know, but then learn from it. And now is ready to take your team to the top instead of that football team. Yep. Yep. You know, absolutely. So it, it'll definitely be, it'll be interesting to see how, how that, that plays out. And, you know, if the Steelers go out and sign a couple more guys, now that they save some cap space, we'll see if they have all are able to add a few more weapons before the season starts or before, before, uh, you know, that other, uh, what are the other camps? 
training camp. Training camp those uh, things start. Yes, yes. The official, the unofficial ones, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 unofficial for Aaron Rodgers. It's still green, apparently. Yeah, so that's true. He's never coming back. Packers fans should worry. It's it's um, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But it's not it's not that bad, guys. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's gonna be back. It'll be great. We'll have we'll winning season. It, it, we're gonna share great laughs at Lambeau, but um, you know, looking the other side of the pond there, kind of meaning more south is yes, yeah, Mike Dick. Uh, he he doesn't want he doesn't want the Bears leaving Chicago. He says that is a Chicago institution, much like the Shedd Aquarium and the other institutions that they have there in Chicago. And he said that should be the end of it. It's done. Hmm. Mike Dicka has spoken, and the Bears are no longer leaving Chicago. So that's exciting to hear, I guess, if you're a Bears fan that, you know, there was a little buzz around that. It seemed like a lot of Bears fans were potentially excited about the move to uh, Arlington Heights. You know, still be the Chicago Bears, obviously, because you're not going to change it to the Arlington Heights. It doesn't, obviously, that doesn't make sense. So that would never happen. It would be Chicago Bears still, you know, still strong ties to Chicago because you're only, what, maybe an hour outside of the city? Maybe. It's probably like five minutes by flight. So. Like, really, what are we talking about? So, yeah, you know, I saw a lot of Bears fans potentially excited about a new stadium, the possibility of, you know, a Super Bowl coming to the Chicago area, you know, hosting that, hosting awesome events. Incredible. But, uh, you know, and I, to be honest, as a Packer fan, I was excited for Bears fans. I was very excited for them. But, you know what, then Mike Dicka comes out and he says, nope, they're not moving. And you know what, it's just done. That's not right, man. It's not right. The, uh, it's not right. See, the fact that Dick uh, came out and said what he said is fantastic. But the reality is, like, it is it is amazing to me that uh, that I just don't understand why more people aren't on board. Like, I get it. I understand, like, Soldier Field and blah, 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 blah. But Bears fans don't even, like, they do not care. It's not like they have this tie to, like, Soldier Field. It just it never happens. Like, I have lived it. Like, you and I are from Chicago. Like, yeah, I've never been this, to Soldier Field. This is a good thing for the city. It really is. the Bears can move into a new stadium in Arlington Heights. A bunch of Bears fans hate the fact that they play at Soldier Field anyway. A bunch of Bears fans think the Chicago Parks District does a poor job maintaining the stadium. Like, that is just yeah. a fact. The reality is, is it only benefits the city of Chicago. I think the Bears as an organization just move. Build the mega stadium. Let's be competitive again. Like, think about it. How many freaking boxing matches and UFC events and the Final Four and the Olympics and the Super Bowl are you missing out on because you don't have one of these mega arenas that you have to have? How do you have Detroit and Indianapolis who are in your backyard with these giant indoor arenas? Minneapolis. These dudes are hosting the Final Four. They're hosting the, every <laughs> yep. UFC and fight, every boxing match. You have a huge hub. You are the third biggest city in the country. Just build it. Put the Bears in there. It's good for everyone. I understand there's a sentimental value to Soldier Field. I don't. They'll probably use it for something else. I don't think they're going to just demolish it day one. Like <laughs> yeah. the best thing for the city is to go and build this thing in Arlington Heights. Obviously, yep. like. In my mind, like, that is what I want. Look, I'm not a Bears fan. Obviously, I'm a Packers fan, but I don't want the Bears to, like, 
have some terrible like situation happen with their stadium. <laughs> like I just want to beat them in football games. I'm not like rooting <laughs> against it. Yeah. I think this would be the best thing for them. It'd yeah. be the best thing for the city. Let's just do it. Ditka. What the hell are you talking about, man? They're in Chicago. If you're from Chicago, Arlington Heights, where they're proposing building the city, it's right there. Like you said, what are we even talking about? Dick? Cause like <laughs> they're a Chicago institution. They it's Chicago. It's as close to Chicago as you could possibly be. Like, people from Arlington Heights can essentially say they're from Chicago. Yes. Like, like we would, I would allow it. I would allow it. You know, people yeah, from Chicago probably wouldn't like, allow it, but, you know, you know they're, yeah, pretty, yeah. they're pretty much from Chicago, essentially. No for doubt. Our point. Like, yeah. Mike Dicka, I don't know what you're talking about. And if you want to come on this show and you want to talk to us about it and explain a little further your thought process, we'd love to hear it. Uh, sure. Feel free to just, you know, write in the comments and let us know. Um <laughs> Hey, maybe we get him on here. You never Could know. you imagine? You never, I would yeah. go toe to toe with Mike Dick. He might be a guy. Why? Uh, he might be a guy that searches himself. You never know. A lot of people like that. A lot of people like that. He might have his Twitter mentions on. He might see it. He might. He might. He might see. You know, because I feel like he said came out and said this for to get his name back in the buzz, in the buzz, buzz, buzz. Yeah, very well, Mike. So, but yeah, I mean, if you're the Bears organization, you got to do what's best for you. And I don't know if that is staying at Soldier Field. Maybe it is. But you got to put yourself in a dome at that point. Yeah, you got to do you something. Know. You got to even if it's one of those inflatable ones that just go over the top. <laughs> it's like, like a bounce house material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know the the you know the sports domes. That yeah, they have, like the bubble like by down the, the street yeah, from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. just one, uh, just a clear one of those, so you can still see the elements. Yes. That would be lit. Yeah, for sure. I think that, uh, that'd be interesting. Anything that will get. Chicago hosting events that it should be hosting would be nice because I'm getting very yeah. sick of every other city in the world figuring this out. And uh, the third largest city in America just can't possibly do it for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm optimistic, you know, they're taking steps in the right direction potentially. Um, you know, and if not, you know, they'll, they probably, you know, never going to exceed in value or the value that they could be. And speaking about that, Nick, is there uh, something valuable you would you you maybe just want to touch on about the oh, newsletter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the newsletter, then, uh, yeah, this is good. We'll we'll leave you guys with just, the, te- the, just yeah, tease yeah. the people a little, yeah, tease them a little uh, something. So the newsletter today, I did. Uh, I you know what? Here's the best way we can do it, Scott. Why do I not just read off? I actually got it right here on my phone because you guys see if you if you're not familiar with the newsletter, if you just go ahead and. Uh, Jump on the newsletter. Uh, it'll just come right to your phone, right to your email. I just Ooh. go into my phone here. Boom, it's right there. Open it up right away. It just shows up right on your phone. Every day, it's free. There's a free newsletter I do every day. But here's the teaser for today. I'm going to give you the. Uh, I'm going to give you the title of the newsletter today, and I want you guys to think about what team you think I'm talking about. The ninth most valuable sports franchise in Ooh. the world is in the NFL, and that particular franchise has a record of 18 and 46 over the past four seasons. And they are the ninth most valuable sports franchise in the world. Mm. That is the reality of how valuable I believe the NFL is, how valuable its major markets are. And I kind of go into that in the newsletter today, but there is a franchise out there like that, that uh, basically cannot win a football game to save their lives. And yet, the ninth most valuable franchise in the world. I was actually looking it up, Scott. I didn't include it in the newsletter, but to give you an idea, 
Um, the franchise I'm talking about, and I encourage people to go check out the newsletter. The franchise I'm talking about, yeah, is and current. definitely, and definitely, uh, comment below what you think that franchise. Oh is. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, they yeah. are they are worth four point three billion dollars right now. That's estimated by Forbes. So I was looking up okay. like uh, I was looking up a bunch of like private companies that, that uh, people believe are valued like in that ballpark. And dude, it is crazy. Like there are so many companies people are using like on a daily basis that are that are worth far less than this team. Like you can take some of the biggest uh -huh. companies that you've heard of, two, three of them, and combine them, and they're not even as valuable as four point three billion dollars so it's just it's kind of cool like wow. i'm trying to think um yeah there were a few that it just like blew my mind like that is so much money for a team to be worth that cannot win basically like they just can't <laughs> win 18 and 46 yeah. in the last four years is rough um so yeah that's uh the article i i dive into it a bunch how uh this team won a combined 10 games the last two seasons, yet they saw their value go up by a billion dollars in that same two years. Truly unbelievable. That is nuts. That is nuts. But, hey, that just goes to show, Nick, anything is possible. And on this beautiful Monday, I'm going to leave this for the people, is, hey, go chase that dream and maybe not, not be as good as, like, your value is, but exceed Chase that top value that you can get, no matter how good or bad you are. It's just keep pushing forward is, I guess, what I'm taking from that news story, you know, because, yeah, it's a, it's a large sum of money for being uh, subpar, so, I would say, less than. Definitely. Um, but you got any anything for the people at home, Nick? Oh, no, man. Just uh, have, let's try to have a good week this week, everybody. It's going to be a – hopefully it'll be a newsworthy one this week over here on Monday Evening Football. Also, uh, check out, uh, tune in with insiders. us uh, tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 Central. Yes. Uh, we will be previewing, uh, what are yep. we on, week uh, week eight, week seven? We got week seven, week seven. actually. Week seven of Monday Night Football. the Seattle Seahawks oh. versus the New Orleans Saints. Very excited about this one. So, this one will be fun. Yeah, this one will be fun. So come chill with us. We'll be on stream uh, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern tonight. Awesome. Until then, uh, beautiful. We'll see you guys later. Adios. Peace out.